Welcome to day 44 of Shaped by the Word, season 3, the story of the prophets. And uh, we're deeply enjoying reading through the book of Isaiah together. Uh, yesterday we <clears throat> covered chapter 6, which is a beautiful uh, vision of the Lord, high and lifted up, the, the, the true king, in contrast with Uzziah, who for a moment had honored the Lord and for the moment had been blessed by the Lord, but in his pride uh, he had walked away from the Lord and his life ended in, in, in kind of a dismal, sad, uh, you know, isolation from the people. Uh, now we come to another, you know, chapter that is one of the chapters that uh, we we feel and we hear in the New Testament, and that is uh, the sign of Emmanuel, mm-hmm. uh, the child that will be the symbol of God, you know, being with us. Uh, so as we come to uh, Isaiah chapter seven, uh, we do as we always do: we pause and offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Father, we thank you that you are the true king. Uh, We are a people that put our hope in so many feeble things. Sometimes we look to politicians. Sometimes we, you know, look to other leaders. Sometimes we look to our own achievements. But, Father, we pray that you would give us a vision of who you are and of your grandeur and of your holiness. And we thank you for the simple promise uh, that through a child you are with us in a way that is so deeply significant and is beyond our our understanding or our imagination. But we thank you for the gift of your presence. Mm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. When Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was a king of Judah, king resident of Aram and Pekah, and son of Remaliah, was a king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied himself with Ephraim, so the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Sheer Jashub, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the launderer's field. Say to him, Be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of those two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram, the son of Remaliah. Aram, Ephraim, and Remaliah's son have plotted your ruin, saying, Let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart, divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tabiel king over it. Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place, it will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only Rezin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be to be shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is only Remaliah's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest of heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. There is not enough to try the patience of humans. Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He'll be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For boy the bar, bar, and before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The world will bring on you and on your people and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria. You have this wonderful little prophecy that uh, uh, the virgin or the young maiden, uh, you know, the word here is 
is a word that can you know, um, flow in either direction. By the time this young lady, and we don't exactly know who the young lady is, by the time this young lady conceives and has a child, uh, and the child is old enough to be to be weaned and eat, you know, curds, you know, and honey, uh, you know, the things that you dread will not even you know be a reality anymore. Matter of fact, these two nations will be wiped out, and the two nations you have are are Syria and uh, Israel. And, and so you have Israel and Judah actually fighting against one another, with one, you know, plotting to plunder one another. So this is the depth, you know, of uh, of the states of these. You know, that the used to be a single people. Now mm-hmm. they're sometimes allied, sometimes fighting against each other. And, and of course, you know, both uh, uh, both Ephraim, which is Israel, and Aram, you know, which is you know Syria, uh, will not even be a people. Syria will sweep down and wipe you know both of them out. Uh, you know, beginning in uh, beginning with uh, Aram and uh, or Syria, and uh, running through Israel as well, it, and so you have this as a as a nice sign, and, and of course you have this uh, little interchange when he says you can ask for any sign you want in the depths of the sea or the heights of the heavens, ask for any sign that you want, and he said I dare not test the Lord your God. Well, you are testing the Lord your God when He tells you to ask for a sign, and you do not ask for a sign. <laughs> and so there is there is also this sense, you know, of of, of judgment coming on Judah as well. In that very last line, as as uh, the king of Syria sweeps through, mm-hmm. and will uh, one day, uh, you know, conquer all the surrounding nations. And it is. Um, I just like the kind of movement, even up towards the start of seven, as. You know, Ahaz and his people, they're shaken as trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. These kings are assembling to come against them. And then Isaiah and the son go out to meet them in, in verse 4. You know, be careful, keep calm, do not be afraid, do not lose heart. And then right there in verse 7, he takes them down. This is what the Lord says. You know, he takes them to the, to the word of God in the middle of this very disruptive, kind of scary time. You know, he... Isaiah takes him to the Word of God, and, and, and the Word tells him it will not take place, it will not happen. And just a good reminder, as I'm looking even here at Isaiah, just to be reminded of in the middle of turmoil and difficulty, whenever you feel shaken, you know, you can turn to something, and that, that is the Word of God for, for comfort and, and for peace. And so it's kind of cool seeing that happen here in Isaiah 7. And there's a nice little contrast, and it takes place in verse 5, you know, moving. Uh, you know, moving into verse six, uh, here's what you know, Aram and, and Remaliah's son, you know, have to say: We're going to destroy your mm-hmm. city and take it to pieces and plunder it and divide the plunder among ourselves. Uh, but here's what the Lord says: mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he has his and his people are shaking like trees blown by the wind because they're listening to uh, Aram and Remaliah's son rather than listening to the word of the Lord and their confidences and their alliances and their confidences mm-hmm. in their own abilities. And they find themselves beyond their own resources, and uh, Isaiah brings a word from the Lord. Yeah. And this is another case, you know, when you have, uh, you know, the uh, the names of the prophet's son uh, uh, are, are, are prophecies in and of themselves. Shear Jashub, you know, means a, a remnant will return, mm-hmm. and, and so already uh, he has a uh, he has a fort- important or a a, a uh, type 
of what will happen to Israel, hmm. that Israel will go into exile and, and finally a remnant will return. And from there, the Lord will rebuild his people and rebuild his city mm-hmm. uh, in that. But th- these are going to be interesting names. Matter of fact, we're going to run into another another name in chapter 8 that's going to be a little bit harder to pronounce uh, even, even than that. I even enjoy the end of verse 9, you know, as, as the Sovereign Lord is finishing speaking, he says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you know, you will not stand at all. And again, just another reminder of, okay, you think you're standing firm, well, what's mm-hmm. your faith in? Because that's going to determine if you're actually standing firm. And then obviously, you know, Jesus even speaks on what your house is built upon, the sand or the rock. And, you know, there is a a difference in what you perceived to be standing on what you're putting your faith in and i know i often feel i'm standing firm but realize my faith is in things that are not as firm as i think they are and yet there's a call back here to consider again where your faith is mm-hmm. is it able to to keep you what you're putting your faith in no and, and it's you know reading again you know james k A. smith's book you are what you uh, love mm-hmm. uh and of course uh, uh, one of the punchlines is that is, and you do not love what you think you love. And so it's very easy to talk about our faith being firm in good times. Mm-hmm. But when you see us panic and when you see us turn to other things, you see where we really are standing. And, uh, you know, we're not standing on the firm foundation of our trust and confidence mm-hmm. in God and his sovereignty through thick and thin, through loss, through gain, through joy and through your sorrow. Uh, to carry us through and accomplishes, you know, accomplishes purposes, mm-hmm. and, and we ought to talk about you know the nature of prophecy here, you know, uh, you know the prophecy of a virgin being with child and his name uh, being called Emmanuel, and it has both a near and a far, you know, a fulfillment. The near fulfillment is you know some young lady and some, uh, you know, some speculate that this is Isaiah's wife. You know, uh, and and we'll see that in in some of the chapters we read. That's not you know terribly clear. You know that that might be the case, but you know that, that some young lady known to Ahaz and known to, uh, you know Isaiah, you know would have a child, and in the period that the child is born and the child is weaned, uh, then the fears you know that are very real, uh, you know, be absolutely gone. And of course, we will think of this child as a symbol of God's presence with us. And, of course, a far fulfillment, and you're going to see a lot of this in Isaiah. He's going to build this image over the mm-hmm. next few chapters. The far fulfillment, you know, is, uh, you know, a young maiden in Nazareth, mm-hmm. you know, who, who bears a child without, without benefit of husband, and he is the Holy One, and he is the ultimate sign that God is, is with us you know, in every way. Cindy, do you mind closing us with mm-hmm. a word of prayer? Yeah. Thank you, Father, for this time in your word. And thank you for, again, um, the picture of confidence that we can place in you. And, Father, that you are firm. And that even though we sometimes lack faithfulness or we are unfaithful, Father, that you remain faithful always. And you are true to your character. And we thank you for that. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.